You're listening to the ESO Network, your station for all things geek. Hey, hey, we're Monkeying Around, a podcast about the monkeys. I'm Veronica Daschle. I'm Elaine Swetman. And I'm Charles Kelso. And we're too busy monkeying around to put anybody down. Welcome back to Monkeying Around. This week, we have our first interview with the Monkey Men. Uh, we are joined by Joshua Jones, Frank Mendonca, and Ron McNeil. But first, Chuck, what's happening in the world of the monkeys? A little bit quiet on the monkeys front over the past couple of weeks. But uh, we've been talking about in the last few podcasts, 7A Records has their reissue of Tommy Boyce and Bobby Hart's I Wonder What She's Doing Tonight, which is out now. So if you don't yet have your copies, these things often sell through. If you're interested, I would go ahead and pick up a copy. Uh, it's out now from you know the re- retailers you'd expect, Amazon, Deep Discount. Uh, Elaine, you've got yours already, right? Yes, I do. Have you heard it yet? No, not yet. It not just yet. came. It just came yesterday. Okay. <laughs> okay. I'm looking forward to us getting ours. So that's out now. We're, we're waiting for, I'm sure 7A Records will have another Monkeys related release coming up in the pipeline soon. But in the meantime, they've got some other things. They've been branching out a bit. Uh, Elaine, you were just recently telling me they're doing some 80s, some British things. Yes. There's um, Paul Young. And they did Macy Gray earlier. Mm-hmm. Dave Edmonds. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm excited to see them branching out. Now, we're we're usually in for the monkeys things, but, you know, they need to broaden their catalog and pull in some more fans. And I'm excited for them doing that. So check out the 7A Records page or Facebook group or Web page and see what they've got up to, because they always have high quality releases. Yeah, they do. Yes. And then on a little less exciting news is that Mickey had to cancel or postpone a date again for health concerns, which happens i mean mickey's 78 years old that's understandable i i get it's disappointing we that happened to us when we were we went to new york for the first time to see the mike and mickey show and that was the year that they had to cancel the dates because uh, mike was having his heart troubles so i get it's disappointing we already drove 14 hours to new york (laughs) (laughs) Uh, we ended up seeing the beautiful carol king musical instead which was a lot of fun I get it's disappointing, but I just want to encourage everybody to be supportive. The most important thing is that Mickey takes care of himself. Mm-hmm. Like I said, he's 78 years old. You know, he needs to do what's best for himself, what his doctor recommends. And, you know, those dates will come back around. So yes. get your tickets for Mickey Dolan shows. You know, I wouldn't deter anyone from from buying a ticket in advance. Yeah. But uh, we want to get out there and support Mickey. We're happy to see him anytime he comes around. But, you know, when he's ready and when is best for him. And that's what's happening in the world of the monkeys. All right. So... You guys are about to hear um, a little something different because I will not be on the conversation. You missed it. You missed the interview. I did. Um, <laughs> I got a concussion. Mm-hmm. Um, I went to the urgent care. They yep. were like, you have a concussion. I was like, oh, no. <laughs> yeah, you texted me. Urgent care has confirmed that I have a concussion. They recommended I get a CT scan. So I'm going to come home and do the interview and then do it and then go get a CT scan. And I was like, I don't think that you should do that. I think probably you should go get your CT scan. I want to talk to the monkey man. Yeah. Well, so did I. That's why I didn't come up to the hospital with you. I let you get yourself to the hospital and I interviewed the monkey man with Elaine. Yeah. You had a great time. Yeah. Um, just FYI, I'm fine. There is no brain damage, bleed or anything. Might have fixed a few headaches, but <laughs> it's hard to already damage my brain. So, you know. Right. I think you'll enjoy hearing it then because we had a great interview with the Monkey Men and uh, I'm excited to talk to them again. Yeah. Yes. All right. So stay right there. We're going to take a little break to promote our fellow ESO Network podcast show. And when we come back, we'll be talking with the Monkey Men. 
I love that Star Trek does what adventure programs do. It's fun characters going on adventures, wearing colorful outfits, but it tries to be more than that. It tries to say something more about humanity and tries to encourage us to be better people. I love that it gives a really positive and really hopeful view of the future. I like that you never know what you get with Trek from Captain Pike to Picard to Captain Proton. I like the Ferengi. <laughs> Earth Station Trek, a show where we talk about Star Trek from the early days on NBC to the future on Paramount Plus and everywhere in between. Welcome back to Monkeying Around. This week, we've got a special episode. We are joined by the Monkey Men. Welcome to the show, guys. Hey! Hey! Every day. (laughs) So we're joined tonight by Joshua Jones, who plays Mickey, Frank Mendonca, who plays Davey, and Ron McNeil. How are you guys doing today? We're doing good. Doing good. We're groovy. Now, you guys just had your first public performance as the Monkey Man. That's what they say. <laughs> We're exhausted. I bet. We weren't able to make it out. We wanted to make it. I mean, a, a double bill with the Monkey Man in the Fab Four, that's right up our alley. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, yeah, next time we'll fly you out on a private, our private monkey jet. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Deal. <laughs> so, uh, I mean, for Frank and Josh, what, what, what is it like, you guys, to, uh, becoming the monkeys now or the Monkey Men? I'll let Frank take that one. Uh, thanks. Appreciate it. Uh, well, uh, it's, it's been fun. It's been fun. Uh, completely different thing for me, uh, uh, being more of a front man than just, uh, you know, a guy hiding behind a bass guitar singing. Mm. So it's a bigger challenge for me, but it's been a lot of fun. And, uh, the, you know, first show was great. Crowd response was great. And uh, I'm looking forward to more shows. This has been a blast so far. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah, it it has been really fun. I think above all else, I mean, learning the music and the satisfaction from that and getting to perform as some of our heroes is really great. But overall, especially compared to some other tributes I've done, this is just the most fun tribute. It's just a blast. Well, what makes the Monkey Men different from other tributes that you've done? Honestly, well, the dynamic of the band is a little bit different um, for us because uh, we all of us have played together before in, in other tributes. Um, But I think there's a lot more precedence to a lot of other tributes, you know, Mm -hmm. other tribute bands have been around for decades and we don't really have a precedence for this level of a monkey tribute. And so we get to kind of make it up as we go along and it's fresh and it's new. And there's something really exciting about that. That's awesome. I mean, starting with Josh, what was your experience with the monkeys before you joined the Monkey Men? I grew up watching the show. I grew up with a father who um, just always put 60s television shows in front of me. So I grew up watching Batman and the Green Hornet and Gilligan's Island and all that stuff. Um, and the monkeys just fit right in there. So I already knew the music. I was already familiar with the show. But it was... You know, unlike other tributes that you could kind of see yourself doing, the monkeys was a tribute that I would have never guessed in a million years <laughs> I would have ever been a part of. Um, so it was definitely the most surprising uh, tribute I've ever been a part of. Okay. Well, how about you, Frank? Were you familiar with the monkeys before before becoming a monkey man? Not at all. No. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I guess now's a good time to say it, right? So I'm Ron's younger brother. So I had no choice but to be a Beatles Monkeys fan growing up. Right. If he was home, I couldn't use the, you know, the turntable. 
<laughs> back in the if if it wasn't Beatles or Monkeys. So, mm. and then he went on tour uh, uh, one summer, and I had uh, the whole house to myself and his record collection. So I just started going through the monkey stuff, but we, you know, also watched the shows and reruns and all that, you know, when I was growing up. And, uh, so I just kind of found them like junior high school again. And, uh, as a couple of years later was when, uh, you know, the, the reunion tour in 86 happened. So, you know, it's just been all my life, just all my life with the monkeys yeah. and the Beatles. That's awesome. Yeah. We were able to watch some, some crowd video from the from the performance oh I mean, no <laughs> no that, that was really good i, I was yeah. like wow this that yeah that was really great and i was mm -hmm. sad that i wasn't able to be there <laughs> right so were we yeah the the costumes look spot on the guitars look spot on but what really got me was uh the discotheque poster from the spot <laughs> who came in yes. from the pool <laughs> that's, that's all wrong. wrong wow so to question to Ron, then I know we talked to you, Ron, about a year ago when this was a project you were you were working on. I mean, seeing it come to fruition. I mean, what is that like for you? It's a dream come true. You know, it's almost as satisfying, if not more than starting the Fab Four, mm. uh, because the monkeys were my first love. Right. So seeing it happen right in front of my eyes with my little brother's Davey, I, I couldn't ask for anything better. <laughs> yeah. it, was, it was really, really um I was emotional <clears throat> a couple mm. times. I missed some of my vocals because I was a little emotional. And uh, it's really, really cool. Really, really cool to see all that finally, like you said, come together, all that attention to detail, that time we spent on getting Josh's drums right and getting the fruit poster and getting the, <laughs> you know, uh, uh, the curtain and uh, the guitars and rehearsing. And But it was nice to see it all come together. We were a little shaky, but as to be expected, you know, um, we um, we talked about, you know, we have some dialogue and some jokes in the show and it's running a little a little, um, you know, rickety right now. But it'll it'll definitely clear up after a while. But, you know, uh, 30 years we wrote the Fab Four show 30 years right. ago. So we've had 30 years to, to hone it in. Hmm. And, you know, Artie is amazing as as Paul. But I got to tell you, he wasn't amazing to begin with. Not at all. <laughs> he couldn't. He couldn't. Yeah, he couldn't talk to the audience. He couldn't tell a joke on stage. It very very difficult for him, but now he's a monster up there, and I I suspect you know it's gonna be, it's gonna take us a little while to do the same thing. But it was just looking back at it, like the first time I saw someone you know who filmed it, and I, I first saw it on Facebook. I'm like, oh, that looks that looks pretty cool. You know, we worked yeah. real hard, and it, it it paid off. You know, yeah. awesome. Yeah, we've been fans of the Fab Four for a long time, and I know the fab four during the fab four show there are some some jabs some playful jabs at the monkeys did the do the monkey men get any jabs at the beatles um not just yet but we okay. will we have some jokes that are written in there but right now we're just trying to focus on all the music and some of right. the dialogues being put to the side just so we can hone in on that because we, we figure ourselves to be more of a musical group okay. than a comedy act but someone brought up the other day, uh just this morning um actually uh his name is bill funt he's uh, mm. um Alan Funt's son. Remember Alan Funt yes. from uh, yes. um, what was the kids say the darndest kids. things or whatever the people, what was it called? Frank? Kids say the darndest things or. Uh, yeah. Did he do oh. Candid Camera? Candid Camera. Mm -hmm. That's yeah, exactly Candid it. Camera. Thank you. Yeah. And he was saying, you know, because there was a thing on the Brady Bunch, actual live stage presentation of the Brady Bunch, like an adaptation that they did here in LA where they would, you know, recreate some of the scenes from the 
from the TV show on live on stage. I thought, well, it's kind of like what we do, but we consider ourselves to be more of a musical act. But uh, you know, the doors are the doors are wide open. We could pretty much do anything, and we're we're excited about it. Yeah, absolutely. I don't think we should take too many jabs at the Fab Four at this point. <laughs> <laughs> well, since you're at Fab Four headquarters, yeah. <laughs> We'll wait a little while before we start taking time. <laughs> well, it looks like from from the videos that I saw, and there's only a few songs that I was able to see, but you guys, are you guys opening with the monkeys thing? Oh, yeah. Because that's not something you, you we generally we get to hear the monkeys sing live. No, they, uh, I guess not. Yeah. But uh, we actually do, we do two monkey things at the beginning. I'm not to okay. show or anything. Ron can stop me at any time. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so, you know, the incidental theme that, opens the monkey show bum, 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 mm-hmm. yeah we perform that as well it's a little uh just a little it's funny cold. about the mo- yeah awesome. and it yeah and it is funny about the monkeys theme you know because you know we work with mickey i think we've mm-hmm. done about at least a dozen shows with him yeah and he's always i don't want to sing the monkey's theme you know because it's not because he's like it's not hey hey i'm a monkey because there's no more monkeys on stage with him it's just him and i say well right. i understand but Mickey, it's like huge. That that's your theme. That's your theme song. Right. You know? uh, so we always had to convince him to try to sing it. So most of the time, we would sing when we opened with Mickey. Um, we opened with the monkey scene, but we sang it, and he just came out and waved. Okay. I, I just. I mean, how do else? How else do you open a monkey show without theme from the monkeys? Sure. Yeah. Yeah. But we kind of had to do it. Yeah. yeah. And it's fun as a fan to see things that they may not have played even live. That's one thing about going to the Fab Four show and things like A Day in the Life and, and songs like that that you wouldn't have heard even in the 60s. You wouldn't have heard that live. Well, yeah, certainly. And in, in our show, there's a lot of those moments yeah. because the Monkees never really played any of that stuff besides right. the stuff that was on headquarters. And right. so and even then, they really only did it in the studio with a bass player. Mm. You know, so it's like mm, you know, almost every single song is something the monkeys never did as wow. a four, as a four piece. You know, so yeah. that's fantastic. So I mean, it's an extra challenge something that the, that the guys themselves didn't even have to do. And you you mentioned that Ron when we, we were talking to us last year about the challenge of doing a monkeys tribute act is you know getting someone who could play the drums like Eddie Ho and sing like Mickey Dolans at the same time. I don't remember which drummer you mentioned as the example. It doesn't matter, does yeah. it? Yeah. I mean, right. <laughs> they were all fantastic studio drummers. Ask yeah. Josh and ask Josh, tell him about what we had to do to your drum kit. Yeah. So Mickey, um, I'm not sure of the exact details, but Mickey wasn't, he's right-handed, but he wasn't able to play the drums as a right-handed drummer because of his foot. Mm. Um, and so he did this weird kind of left-handed thing where he set up the drums left-handed, but he still played what's called open grip right-handed. And then he still had his floor tom over on the right side. And it's just one of the weirdest drum setups you've ever seen. (laughs) Um, But me being right-handed, my left foot was never going to be equal to my right foot in its ability to to play. So we had to buy a left-footed, I don't know if this is going to make any sense, we had to buy a left-footed double bass drum pedal remove all the guts from the left side so that my right foot is still controlling the bass drum. Um, it's got a bar that joins the pedal all the way over to the bass drum. And then in my left foot behind the bass drum, I have a pedal that controls the hi-hat over to my right via a cable that runs along the ground. And so I'm able to get the correct look while still 
having the correct foot configuration as a right-handed person, but playing left-handed from the waist up, kind of. Wow. Um, so it was it was <laughs> a little weird at first. My brain was definitely mixing stuff up in the beginning, but it's it, it's it's gotten comfortable as we've gone along. And sing lead while you're at it. Yeah. Yeah, and sing lead. Yeah. <laughs> and play drums like Hal Blaine. On right. that weird yeah. kid. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's really, it really is a challenge. And Josh is taking a lot of the workload, you know, putting a lot of it on his shoulders, being Mickey mm. and having to play the drums and keep us tight, you know, drumming wise on that weird kit. But we've adapted to it. And I think he's done a great job. It's just, um, uh, just a challenge that we didn't foresee. But then we started thinking about it and say, well, no, Mickey isn't set up like a regular drummer. He's over here. He's set up yeah. over here and he's singing like this. How are we going right. to do that? Yeah, so there was a lot of weird things like that that people aren't even going to appreciate. They're just going to say, oh, they were cute, and they did the monkeys, and it was fun, and <laughs> I laughed, and I cried, and everything's cool. But, but we're, up there, we're up there sweating bullets trying to, you know, trying to make all that stuff happen. That's fantastic. So, Frank, do you have a favorite monkeys song? Ooh. Uh, yeah, it's not a Davy song, but okay. I do have – and that would be uh, As We Go Along. Oh, okay. That, that's, a, that's a good favorite, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Great tune. Mickey does such a great job on that. Absolutely. Well, how about you, Josh? Um, as stereotypical as it may be, I'm a believer. Um, I was telling the guys this after the gig that um, even doing Beatles or just anything I've ever done, that song encapsula encapsulates joy mm. better than any song I've ever played. There's something about that song that is so magical. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And there's a reason it's been popular as long as it has been. Yeah. 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 yeah Shrek. I think everybody. Mainly Shrek. That's why. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. Shrek saved it from obscurity. <laughs> yeah. We actually, uh, Ron Figgis and I were at a Mexican restaurant before the gig in OC yesterday. And the Smash Mouth version of I'm a Believer came on the uh, radio <laughs> at the restaurant. <laughs> like, of course. Was there a song of, uh, in your set that was particularly challenging? Mm. Uh, for me personally, just playing drums and singing, um, is actually Papa Jean's blues. Okay. Um, because it's not a standard, um, drum beat. It doesn't even sound like they had a full drum kit on that. It sounds like they had a bunch of people playing percussion. Mm. So I'm covering the cowbell plus the extra drums plus singing the harmony, um, over Mike's main vocal. And it gets, it gets a little hectic at times. Yeah. Okay. How about you for you, Frank? Um, yeah, there's uh, a couple in the set coming up because we haven't done them live yet. Okay. That, yeah, to jump up on that stupid kit. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really not a drummer, but I've been working on it. So we'll see what happens. Okay. Uh, so what do I, so words, I'm playing drums on words mm. and that's a, that's a great you know, the, all the drums on that is fantastic, but I'm not a drummer, so I'm trying to figure it out. I'm doing my best. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So you're playing drums on um, words and also uh, Randy Scouse, Randy Scouse, right? So that Mickey, yeah. so Mickey can come down. And he's got the what do you call that? Any uh, the kettle, kettle drum, kettle drum. Timpani. Yeah, yeah. So, he's got that part. So yeah. Frank, Frank as Davy has to go up there and play drums, and I think Davy went up live in concert and did the end of Mary Mary. Mm. as well um we haven't quite worked that in there yet but yeah frank has to go to drums sometimes you also have frank has to play bass on um pleasant valley sunday 
that's not an easy baseline. If we end up doing, um, oh my gosh, there's a couple other songs I told you you better learn the bass on. What was it? <laughs> <laughs> I know one offhand, which is really easy, is uh, Mike's tune on, uh, it was, uh, what am I doing hanging around? That's, that's <laughs> yeah. really easy. Oh yeah, Couple super easy. <laughs> He's being sarcastic, people. Yeah. Right. That's right. a very tough baseline. Yeah, what I'm doing hanging around is one where Peter's got to play banjo, and so mm-hmm. I've got to play acoustic. The two auxiliary guys have to play acoustic, and probably yeah, Frank will probably have to play bass on that. But he already knows the baseline. So yeah, it's I not learned like a great baseline. Yeah, and I noticed um, just from the videos, you had a, a few guys sort of around the edges of the stage, like you mentioned them as as the auxiliary guys. Yeah, well, I'm one of those guys. So, okay. <laughs> uh, well, you know, like I explained before, if you have something like um, I'm a Believer, mm-hmm. even that song is um, bass and drums, two or three guitars and the or- and the organ, but actually a couple of sounds on the organ. There's an organ mm-hmm. and an electric piano and all these different things. So it's like there's seven people already. Right. So, um, yeah, so we're just off to the side, me and Matthew. Matthew's there at the shop. Say hi, Matthew. Where is he? Okay. Oh, wait, he's there. He can lean in. So Hi. there's Matthew. Hello. So we've taken the instruments that they can't do. So we tried to set the monkeys up in the front with whatever was on the TV show. Mm-hmm. If Peter's on the on the keyboard, then we'll put Peter on the keyboard. We'll put me on bass. If Peter's on bass, put Peter on bass and put me on something else, uh, guitar or whatever. And Matthew's doing the same thing. Right. Whatever can't Whatever can't be played. It's usually... Guitar and keyboards are usually some stuff that's missing. That's hard to um, get the four monkeys to play. Mm-hmm. You know, when, when Davy only rattles a tambourine most of the time. So, right. So that's what we're doing back there. That's why we get paid. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, question for Frank: Are you having to pick up some of Davy's dance moves? Um. Uh, yeah. yeah, I should. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't consider myself much of a dancer, but I guess all the years of being a musician, yeah, I have some rhythm. So I do what I can. There's a lot of talking and a lot of things that I do, you know, in front of the audience or for the audience. And it's it doesn't leave much open space to get a whole dance in. But right. I throw in a few and a couple of the Davy things and hopefully they'll go, oh, he did all the Davy stuff. <laughs> we'll see. And then, you know, Ron really hasn't cracked the whip on that too much yet either. So we'll get there. We'll get there. Oh, I, I think will. He- <laughs> so what was the process like recreating these costumes finding the right guitars i assume the ron you're very experienced with this from doing the fab four for so many years for folks who haven't seen the video and photos i mean you guys were up there with like the red western style with the with the buttons it looks like the auxiliary guys had the blue western style with the buttons um you know nez had the hat yeah mm-hmm. the whole, whole deal like just like oh. you expect if you went to see the monkeys Oh, yeah. Our underwear is authentic. The socks, everything <laughs> is exactly like the monkeys would have done. Well, yeah, we're, um, we had our gal, uh, Robin, who does a lot of our costuming for the Beatles stuff, the Sergeant Pepper suits and some of the other costuming. She made them custom from I have one of the original um, uh, double breasted blue suits from Davy. Actually, oh, wow. Davy's one I bought off of eBay like two mm-hmm. decades ago. And so she modeled it after that one. So they're modeled exactly how they were done. I don't know if you guys know, but those those shirts were corduroy. They were like cords. Oh. And they were super, super heavy. Yeah. And then, well, we can't make them out of that. We're going to die up there. Right. You know, yeah. trying to, you're going to go to sweat. <laughs> but uh, so she made, uh, she 
uh, made up from more you know durable material, something that's going to look good, but modeled it exactly you know stitch for stitch, and actually all the measurements and everything were perfect. Uh, yeah. Right at, right after Davy's uh, model, right after Davy's original one that I have, which you better give it back to me too. <laughs> and so, um, and then she made uh, me and Matthew uh, made us uh, black ones to match, and uh, so that we were kind of like in the background and trying to fit in, but not fit in. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. So, but yeah, that I mean that was a huge challenge for the Beatles. There for years, there's been Beatlesuits.com. There's um, some other different websites that you go to. You just click on your size and order your beetle suit. Wow. Yeah. People all around the world that make beetle stuff. Yeah. Uh, everything from Magical Mystery Tour. Soon there'll be a monkey's one. Well, I don't know. About, well, Robin, <laughs> I guess I told Robin she better be prepared because someone's, someone's going to want those things. But mm-hmm. uh, yeah. And so uh, there was the challenge of that and putting all that together. And that took a lot of time, a lot of fittings and you know a lot of different things while we were rehearsing the music. And like you said, the instruments, forget it. I had the Vox organ from uh, the tour we did with uh, Mickey and with Mark Lindsay, right. this mm-hmm. uh, 50 Summers of Love tour. So we already had the Vox organ. We have some Vox amps. I wish um, Doug was here to talk about the guitar, but maybe uh, you can have him on or whatever. But yeah. um, the guitar, Nez's guitar was a whole other uh, situation altogether. Very, very difficult. So Nez always had that Gretsch up there, that natural Gretsch. Right. And but it's a 12 string guitar and there's very little monkey songs that are very few be- uh, monkey songs that are on a 12 string hmm. uh, girl. I knew somewhere is one. There's a couple of other off of headquarters. You told me and Sunny Girlfriend and a couple of others. But for the most part, Nez is up there faking a, on a 12 string. What is normally a six string thing. So uh, we couldn't you can't just play it. It doesn't sound right. 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 So we had to readjust that guitar and do a bunch of different things. Um, and he dialed in a bunch of great sounds. And so there's, there's been a, it's, it, the instrumentation has been a challenge and, and, and to try to get, it's hard to explain from a musician's point of view, but if the guy on the record, let's say it's one of the Tommy Tedesco guys or somebody's playing a Strat, right. mm-hmm. uh, somebody's playing a Stratocaster on the record and you're trying to get that same sound out of a Gretsch that used to be a 12 string. right it's just ain't gonna work there's just you you have you really have to carve that tone out and try to make it sound uh, as close as you can so there's been a lot of musical challenges like that but Mm. like i said when it went up when we all put together like you said nez's hat and the whole thing is just you know it really came to life i I, we're really proud of the guys absolutely you should be was there a song in particular that was really difficult to translate from the studio recording to recreate live um that's on Ron. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, we <laughs> you can't you can't see Frank, but he's just shaking a tambourine, faking like he's shaking a tambourine and a maraca. <laughs> but um, there was a couple that we uh, you know we knew we wanted to bring a, a, a girl up from the audience and every show mm-hmm. to sing to her that Davy Davy should probably sing to yeah his choice of who yeah. he wants to bring up. Who he finds, you know, great and all that and uh, whatever. But um, so we had to learn I'll Be True to You. I think that was a little bit of a challenge. It's a pretty involved song, a lot of chord changes, a lot of harmonies and stuff. And so mm. it's just one that you because you can't bring a girl up and sing. I want to be free. No. <laughs> right. <laughs> Even though that's the ballad that Davy's known for. It's yeah. like, no, that's not going to work. So there was a couple like that. There's a couple more in the show that. Listen to the band might be a challenge. Valerie's going to be a challenge. A couple of others that we have we didn't put in this first um, you know opening set. Mm-hmm. 
but um, there's to be honest with you, most of them are, are a challenge. Papa Jeans was impossible. It, it's just so much stuff going on and the parts are so weird and quirky and it, it was almost impossible. I thought we did a real nice job of, of arranging that for a live situation because most of the time when you hear Papa Jeans blues, it doesn't sound like the record. Nobody, nobody plays it like that. I had to learn the, the guitar solo exactly like that, which is a weird guitar solo and some different things like that. But hmm. it, it's, it's a little bit like the Beatles in a way where the monkey's music isn't difficult necessarily. There are points of difficulty like Valerie, Last Train to Clarksville, some guitar work, some stuff like that, some really high vocals and some different things. But for the most part, it's just kind of quirky. Mm-hmm. So, um, but once you learn the quirkiness of it, 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 and you and you you cement it in your head. It, it's it becomes a little bit easier. Hmm. Well, I would imagine because you are the monkey men, you don't have the luxury, if you will, of like when Mickey is on tour doing songs of the monkeys to be a little loose with it or change it just a little bit because that's not what people are there to see. They're there to see the monkeys, and it has to sound just like the monkeys or yeah that's, that's a great that's a great way to put it when you go see mickey dolan's you're going to see mickey dolan's mm-hmm. that's him yeah he could he could sing anything from <laughs> dw washburn to happy birthday to mary had a little lamb and people would just be going nuts because it's mickey yeah. dolan's and you're right he can he can do arrangements like he does that arrangement of porpoise song where it's pretty much just him and the piano and then you yeah. know, then they launch into a, a, a full band thing, but it, it doesn't have to sound like the record. It's Mickey Dolan's where, like mm-hmm. you said, there's way more pressure on us. We have to sound exactly like the record and look exactly like the guys. Otherwise we're not doing our job as a tribute band. Plus they, right. plus the guys have to act and all these different things. And so it's, it's way more pressure for us to, to perform that stuff as uh, um, like the record. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Will you guys ever get to where you have a costume change like you do with the Fab Four? Are you just going to stay in the red shirt? So yeah, we we have the Rainbow Room stuff ready to go. Okay. Um. So when we do a full show, we'll probably do that. If it ever gets a little bit longer, maybe we'll do the head <laughs> white suits after that. I'm not really sure, but we yeah. haven't really. We're not quite yeah. there yet. We only did one show, <laughs> you know. So hopefully, uh, you know. But we're we're preparing for it, and uh, just today the phones lighten up i've got people calling and wanting to represent us and book us and so we're, we're excited about it so hopefully hey. we'll take it somewhere that's fantastic yeah you need to bring it over to the east coast we sure will as, as yes. absolutely <laughs> soon as possible i'm really looking forward to uh we're going to eventually work our way up to where the entire stage is like the top of a human head. <laughs> a bunch of hair and stuff. Victor Mature's hair oh. is covering the stage. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be great. <laughs> a question for you, Josh. I mean, you, Mickey, like Ron mentioned, he sings pretty high vocals. Is that your natural range mm-hmm. or are you having to, to get up there? Um, yeah, I mean, I generally get stuck. Um in pretty much every tribute I'm in, I'm stuck singing all of the high parts. Um, <laughs> so I'm, I'm used to it. Um, but it's still always a struggle. Cause yeah, it gets, I'm thankful that unlike the Beatles where Paul will just be singing high an entire song, a lot of the monkey songs, his vocal doesn't get very high until the end, mm-hmm. you know, and he just starts shouting really high over the top of every song. So it's, there's always that apprehension during the entire song, like, okay, don't forget to take big breaths. Here you go. <laughs> um, and he, 
I can attest to he sings insanely loud. It's not just the high pitch. Um, We were doing a gig with him and it was my first gig with him. And we were sound checking and I couldn't really hear his vocal in my in-ears. So I asked the sound guy, hey, can you turn Mickey up in my ears? And Ron and everybody immediately turn around and go, no, don't do that. <laughs> <He's> just, <laughs> this is just his sound check level. And, you know, thank God they did, because as soon as the show started, I mean, I couldn't hear him in sound check. And he was like blowing my head off during the show. He sings so <laughs> loud. <laughs> That's great. It's pretty amazing. Yeah, absolutely. Well, Frank, I mean, obviously, you, your natural speaking accent doesn't sound like you're from Manchester. Um, <laughs> <laughs> was, did you have to put some work in getting getting Davy down? What you mean? Well, I, I don't. I think I could work on it a little bit. Yeah, well, it's just like anything else. I did McCartney for years, and you know, I'm I don't sound like McCartney either. Right. So, and then after doing it for a little while, people start saying, "Man, you sound just like him." So working on it at home, you know, just like everything else, it takes a little time. <laughs> Anything else? That's awesome. I think it works lines that I do, you know, like I am standing up, you know. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. So I'm guessing you guys seem like you get along. Uh, oh, so no, far. we hate each other. <laughs> <laughs> Me and Frank, we're like brothers. <laughs> yeah. Right. Constantly bickering. Yeah. <laughs> the guys um, are really no, cool. Yeah. yeah. Go ahead, Josh. Yeah, it's that's like, honestly, one of the best parts of this band is, you know, we all knew each other from other situations. Right. And we all we all just get along so well and we all have a very similar sense of humor. And so, you know, monkeys rehearsals, the shows, it's all just it doesn't you know, some shows feel like work. This does not feel like work. This feels like I'm hanging out with a group of my best friends and we're just going up on stage having a great time. That's fantastic. And you and and you might get paid every once in a while, too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's so much fun going to monkeys concerts or concerts for any band that you like, because it's like the, the fun of it is everyone's there. Everyone knows the songs. It's celebrating those songs together. So I love that you guys are are keeping these songs out there and you know providing a place for monkeys fans to go to to enjoy you know singing them and hearing them and dancing to the songs again i think it's fantastic well certainly i mean there's been a little bit of controversy on online you know people oh these aren't the monkeys and i'm like (laughs) hasn't everybody ever heard of a tribute band before so yeah obviously not but like i said the love for the band that we have and like you said just carrying on that music to where right you can go see mickey yeah, but you can't yeah. hear you can't hear Anti Griselda, and mm-hmm. you're not going to hear anything from the other the other guys. Right, they're not they're not around. So yeah. um, we're trying to do our best to represent that music, all the music that we love, that we grew up with. And like you said, it's like a monkeys convention. You know, people show up. Oh, hey Cheryl, I haven't seen you in a long time. And you know, did you see that thing on Davy online and whatever and blah blah. You know, it's like a family. People come mm-hmm. to talk to each other and and communicate with each other and jo- enjoy the music together and experience that the memory that we all have of that great group, you know, they're not around anymore, but through our memories and through something like this, like a tribute band, we can get together and and celebrate that and enjoy that together. And that's what we're trying to do. Yeah. And it it looked from the videos, like the crowd was having a great time. Uh, They were. And considering that, uh, you know, they were mainly a Beatles crowd. (laughs) uh, I think they were very generous to us and we really can't wait to do our own show on our own time 
full two hour show, you know, just us or, you know, hour and a half or two hours of just monkeys fans in the, in the house. That would be really amazing. I think they'd get the jokes and then I think they'd, you know, respond to some of the, some of the, um, off tracks, you know, the, the, the more deep tracks. Mm-hmm. And, uh, we're, we're looking forward to, to having our own audience and, uh, it, it'll take a little while to build, but I, I don't think it'll take that long. I think, yeah. uh, I think there's enough monkeys fans around the world to, to, to make this work. So you guys got to come out, pull together and, and hopefully we can, uh, pack some places out and, uh, enjoy this great music together. Yeah. Absolutely. I do have a question. Is there one song that as much as you would like to have it in the show, you will not be able to because of all the other issues that go with putting on a song? Wow. I mean, I'd love to do Porpoise song, but like you said, you know, if we do it, we have to put all those synthesizers and everything yeah. in there. Davy's got to sing above Mickey. I mean, not screaming. Yeah, uh, but I would love to do something like that. Uh, well, there's a couple others I was thinking the other day. Will those ever be in the show? I was thinking that. <laughs> um, what about uh, Diddy Diego? Yeah, we could do that. We could do that. And hey, we are the monkeys. No, we love to please. <laughs> the one that's you know changes pitch. Oh yeah, that would be hard. Yeah. yeah, let yeah let me know ahead of time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, there's so much material too, and then you're wondering. Uh, if you have to put on a show, an entire almost two hour show of the monkeys, what are people going to respond to? And if we do too many, um, uh, you know, uh, deep tracks, will, will anybody get it? But uh, we've been trying to get, get a good balance between those things. Songs that are fun, songs that will work, songs that people haven't heard in a while. That was another right. one we're talking about. One of the reasons why we wanted to put the group together. So um, but yeah, some of those kind of songs will be a challenge. Porpoise song. Listen to the band has a full horn section. Valerie has some some interesting horns, and uh, I'd like to do like hard to believe. I'd like to do a whole bunch of stuff. Like I'd, <laughs> I'd like to do the whole Pisces album, start, <laughs> yes. start to finish one year. You know, I think that would be a good show. I think so too. Um, Star Collector, that'd be a hard one. Yes, mm. there you I go. I think that was in my mind. I think that's oh, okay. what I was thinking of. Kind of like going, how would you do? that that would be that would be challenging for sure but yeah. that would be awesome to see <laughs> <laughs> absolutely yeah and you mentioned deep tracks i mean the monkeys have a lot of songs that never even made it to release <laughs> during the original run i mean right. poor well, yeah, peter talk- had so, so many songs that never oh, made it yeah. out and some of his are my favorite come on in and a couple others i really like those songs yeah um but there's only so much we can do i think i'm having john learn uh pete seeger theme okay and um some different things just so he can kind of show off his guitar playing a little bit yeah we're trying we're trying to put more stuff in the show that would be you know be cool oh the other one was um all of your toys i mean Mm. it's kind of like you kind of got to do it right it's so important to their career right uh it's kind of like the same reason we put imagine in the beatles show i mean it's not Mm -hmm. a beatles song but it's kind of important yeah as a you know, as a track. So we might throw all of your toys in there. And, uh, you know, like you said, there's so much to pull from. So now you guys put in your requests. How about that? Yeah. <laughs> we'll, we'll just learn them. If they're not too hard, we'll do them. You know, <laughs> awesome. all of it, everything. <laughs> I know, I know, I know not to ask you. <laughs> We've got nowhere else to be. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Now you guys, you've got social media, you've got the monkey men on Facebook. Um, and I know there's a Monkey Men fan group. Is are you guys 
behind that or is that someone something someone else set up? Um, some of our um, Fab Four fans have set that up for okay. us and they, you know, they like the monkeys too and they've been following us around and, and trying to keep track of our sort of fan group and getting those people gathered in, which is great. You know, any, any and all monkeys fans are welcome to come. I suggest if you're uh, uh, skeptical about it to come anyway, mm. you yeah. know, and, and that's not just to sell a ticket. That's to, um, because I know for a fact, you're going to, you're going to make a connect, reconnect with the monkeys the way you've never done before. And that's what we're there for. And so, um, but I think that, um, it's just now a matter of finding an audience hmm. and seeing if that's um, sellable and if it's uh, uh, we're able to tour with it. Well, if folks are listening to this and they, they're anxious to see you in their own town, what's the best way for them to to let you know or let someone know? Or I mean, what what could someone do besides just hit clicking like on Facebook? <laughs> send us <laughs> send us money. <laughs> um, they could. Uh, yeah, I mean, Facebook right now is pretty much the only thing we have. Our website's going. But again, we ran into a fl- few glitches and stuff, but we'll get that going here pretty soon. And uh, so either it's either going to be the website or Facebook. But most of our fans, I think, are more more in that Facebook age group. Mm-hmm. So I think that's probably the best, the best way to go is to, is to just send us a message. I read it all. We all read it all. We're trying to, you know, do our best to listen to some critiques and, and try to get it going. And this, the show's for you guys. We're literally doing the show for you two people right here, right now, <laughs> <laughs> uh, because you're the people that we want there. You're the awesome. people that we connect with. And so, yeah, send us as much, Positive and negative feedback. We love mm-hmm. it. You know? Yeah. Well, I'll encourage people to go over to the Monkeyman Facebook page and like things, post things that are positive, because there's always those people on Facebook who want to come along and say, that's not the monkey. Well, good job. You know? Yeah. Well, you know, show some positive, show some support. So, you know, this thing will keep going because you know, it, it's like for music fans, it's like a church, you know, going to a concert and see, you know, enjoying the, the songs together and singing and seeing each other. And I'm really looking forward to when you guys start uh, coming around closer, you know, to our town or <laughs> when, when we have more money. We we tried to make it to this one, but we weren't able to get it out there. But um, we're excited to see you. I think that you guys from the videos that I saw, you guys are doing a great job and just keep it up. Thank yeah. you. Thank, thank you. you. Yeah. Well, thank you, uh, Frank Mendonca and, and Joshua Jones and Mc, Ron McNeil from The Monkey Men for joining us today. Thanks, everybody, for monkeying around. Thanks. Take care. Thanks for having us. All right. So that was our interview with The Monkey Men. What did you think? It, it sounded like you guys had a lot of fun, and I wish I was there. Uh, Ron is always fantastic. Mm-hmm. Love him to death. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it was great talking to Frank and Joshua as well. They're going through a lot of work to to get the monkeys down. And it sounds like they're doing a great job. I've seen some clips from the, the Burbank show that they did, and they looked fantastic. Yeah, absolutely. I'm impressed with all the work they're having to do to get it to look like it should and sound exactly like the monkeys. It, yeah. Yeah. Impressive. Absolutely. All right, Chuck, do you have a you may also like for us this week? I do. You guys may remember during our Flower Power Cruise discussion, and we talked about how there's you know different bands from the 60s that are continuing on today with various configurations. Some of them have a member, some of them have no members, some of them have a couple of members. And we mentioned the Guess Who. And I was a little dismissive and a little snarky about the Guess Who. And that's because Randy Bachman and Burton Cummings are, there's a whole thing. They're sort of locked out of it. Um, and don't have the rights to the name. Jim Cale, after he left the band, he picked up 
the copyright to the name, etc. Now he's retired. Gary Peterson, who was the original drummer, is now continuing on as the Guess Who with some other dudes. And so there's a lot of contention amongst Guess Who fans about whether to support this or not. And I know that, you know, they've been called like the fake Guess Who or a Guess Who cover band and so forth. But I didn't mention that they have a new album out. And in all fairness, I wanted to mention that you know, the current iteration of the Guess Who actually have just released an album. I, I didn't want my opinion of the Guess Who lineup or name ownership to dissuade anyone from at least checking it out. Uh, so they have an album out now called Plan to More. I might be pronouncing that wrong. It's French for full of love. It's actually a pretty good album. Now, this is not one that's monkeys sounding. It doesn't sound very monkeys. It doesn't sound no. very Guess Who, actually, as a matter of fact, either. <laughs> but it's very much in the classic rock vein. If you like bands like Styx or Yes or Yellow, it's sort of in that vein. It's the sort of thing you might hear. A little jellyfish, actually, if you like jellyfish. You know, it's actually a pretty good record if you're into that kind of music. And, you know, like a lot of us do enjoy that. So... Setting aside the name issues of whether they should be called the Guess Who or not, I wanted to, to throw that out there as a recommendation to at least check it out, listen to it with an open mind, see what you think, because whether or not you know you feel like these guys should be the Guess Who, or whether you feel like they are the Guess Who, yeah, they're they're talented musicians and they're they're putting out some good stuff. So Plan to More by the Guess Who is the the recommendation for this week, and I would say check it out with an open mind. It's not the classic Guess Who, but you may find something there that you enjoy. I'll have to check that out. I do like sticks, so that's a good recommendation for me. All right. All right, Elaine, where can people find more of you on the internet? You can find me on Twitter at Monkeying Around, on Facebook at Monkeying Around. We also have email, monkeyingaroundpodcast at gmail.com. Feel free to send any request or comment that way. Also, you can find me on Elaine and Matt Watch TV, and that's where me and my husband, Matt, chronicle what is on our TV that we're watching. And Chuck, how about us? Feltnerdy.com. And if you're in the Atlanta area or you're going to Dragon Con, we're going to be all over Dragon Con doing puppetry. We've got three hour-long shows of our own that we're doing at this point. Uh, we're also going to be in the Late Night Puppet Slam again. We're doing a workshop for building puppets with kids and things, with paper bag puppets. Uh, we're going to be all over the place. We're going to be running around at Dragon Con. So if you're at Dragon Con, come find us. Come see our shows. And buy our finger puppets. Yes, and buy something. That helps too. You can also find us at Earth Station Trek, which is our podcast about Star Trek. We go live every Thursday, uh, usually talking about the latest episode of Star Trek that just came out or in between Star Trek episodes. We'll be talking about a lot of old classic Trek, hard hitting Trek topics. Maybe we have a guest or two on that sort of thing. Elaine, you've been a guest several times. I have been. Yes. Yeah. So check out Earth Station Trek. All right. Thanks for monkeying around. Thanks for monkeying around with us. Be sure to like and subscribe to us on your favorite podcast platform. Check us out on Twitter, Facebook, and monkeyingaround.com. All right. So that was our interview with the monkey man. What did you think, Franca? I don't know. I haven't heard it yet. <laughs> Pretend like you've heard it. This has been a broadcast of the ESO Network. Be part of the crew and help support our shows by donating to our ESO Patreon or by shopping for the Tee Public Store, which can all be found at www.esonetwork.com. The ESO Network, your station for all things geek.